At Meredith Health, we believe that patients' needs come first. That's why they are the center of everything we do. It's another episode of Your Health Matters. Sleep apnea is such a common condition, but how do you know if you even have it? My guest today is Lindsay Murphy. She's a registered respiratory therapist at Meredith Health. Welcome to the show. Lindsay, what is sleep apnea? Uh, so sleep apnea is a sleep breathing disorder. It's when a patient repeatedly starts and stops breathing throughout the time they're sleeping. Um, it comes in two forms. There is obstructive in nature or there is where due to a lack of brain signals. Um, in instructive sleep apnea, your airway becomes blocked and that causes a reducing of airflow or actually a complete stopping of the airflow. Um, through your airway, and then if you have it in central sleep apnea, that's where your brain does not send signals uh, for you to breathe. Thus, you have those pauses in breathing while you're sleeping. So is sleep apnea the, the same as snoring? If somebody is a person who snores, does it necessarily mean they have sleep apnea? Snoring is a symptom of sleep apnea. It's not 100% that if you snore, you have sleep apnea, but it is snoring is a common symptom of sleep apnea. So what are some other symptoms, and would it be you who notices it, or is it generally whoever your partner is? Um, other symptoms are loud breathing. You might feel um, sleepy during the day or wanting to take naps. There's lots of fatigue associated with it, or you personally might notice that while you're driving, you start drifting off to sleep. Um, things like that are things that you would notice where you're really tired, um, your bed partner also might notice that you're gasping for air. They might witness you having those pauses in breathing uh, while they're sleeping. Um, so it's both of you, you and your bed partner, um, will notice those symptoms. Do we know what causes it? Uh, there's lots of different causes for sleep apnea. It can be based on your physical structure or medical conditions. Um, mainly in adults, it's due to excessive weight or obesity. Um, in children, it's due to like things like large tonsils or premature birth. Um, so lots of different factors that can cause sleep apnea, but primarily it's um, in adults with that excessive weight and obesity. So now comes the point where maybe somebody has complained about it and they, or you're tired in the day, you have some of these symptoms, and you want to find out if that's what you have. People have heard, Lindsay, about sleep studies. They don't know what those are, and can people even get a decent night's sleep. Tell us about some of the screening tools that you have to find out if someone even has sleep apnea. Mm -hmm. uh, the best screening tool is what's called an Epworthy Sleep Scale, and it is just a little questionnaire that you fill out um, asking you things. Are you tired while you're sitting in the chair? Do you get tired while you're reading? Are you tired while you're driving? And um, it gives a number score to let you know how excessively you're sleepy during the day. Um, so that's one of the main tools. And then when you sit down and meet with your doctor, they'll ask you um, common signs and symptoms like do you snore, do you feel sleepy during the day or when driving. Um, they'll also ask you, does your partner notice you snoring or stop breathing at night. Um, so the main screening tool is just meeting with your doctor and them talking um, to you about how sleepy you are um, and other things like that. Now, um, they'll also look into your medical history. There are some complications of undiagnosed sleep apnea, like high blood pressure. Um, so if they notice that you have high blood pressure and they can't really manage it, um, then that is also a screening tool. So then they will refer you to a sleep specialist who then can do the sleep studies and confirm your diagnosis of sleep apnea. 
So then how is it also diagnosed by a sleep study? What what goes on in those sleep studies? And it would seem to many people to be something that, you know, would be kind of difficult to do, but it's not really, is it? It's not very difficult. So the sleep study comes in two parts. Uh, the first part is you actually go into a sleep lab and you just sleep. They hook you up to some monitors to monitor your breathing, your heart rate, uh, things like that. But you basically, you just sleep. And then um, they will record all your data, and it will come with what's known as an AHI, or your apnea hypopnea index. And that number is going to tell them how many times per hour you stop breathing or have that um, shallow breathing. And with that number, is that's how they diagnose whether you have sleep apnea or not. After they find out if you have sleep apnea, then you have a second test where you actually go into the sleep lab and they apply CPAP to you and they determine what pressure um, that you need to be set on. There's also what's called a home sleep study. So if you're not comfortable going into the sleep lab and sleeping in a foreign place, um, it's a device that you can take home and sleep in your own bed, um, hook it up, and then that also can tell you if you have sleep apnea or not. If it's determined that that's what you do have, what are some of the treatment options? And and do you see as a respiratory therapist an issue with adherence with some of these treatment options? The gold standard for sleep apnea treatment is using a CPAP machine. Um, So that's where we like to start out with. Most doctors will recommend the CPAP machine um, and start that way. There are also some other lifestyle changes that uh, you can do, like trying to lose weight or sleeping on your side um, or sleeping elevated as opposed to being on your back. Uh, so that's mainly where we start. After that, if you can't tolerate CPAP or you're just totally against it, there are more invasive things, um, having surgery, or also you can see a dentist and you can get a dental appliance. Um, that will help with the sleep apnea as well. So tell us a little bit about the dental appliance. What's that? So the dental appliance is done... Um, In the dental office, they make a little appliance, and usually what it will do is it will pull your jaw forward so that um, mainly sometimes with obstructive sleep apnea, the cause is your tongue is falling back in your throat. And so the dental appliance will move everything forward so that when you lay down and sleep, the tongue doesn't fall back in your throat, um, thus not creating the obstruction, so then you don't have the sleep apnea. Tell us more about the CPAP machine. Are these difficult to maintain? Are they difficult to use or uncomfortable? Tell us about that. So a CPAP machine is a little machine that gives constant pressure through your airway at night to keep your airway open. Um, And nowadays with technology, they've gotten a lot smaller, a lot compact, so they're not as hard to manage and travel with as they were um, back in the older days. So traveling with it and managing it is really not um, as difficult as you may think. Um, Like I said, there are tons of smaller versions. They also have travel machines out and things like that. So managing it isn't a problem. Um, What people will run into is really just getting used to the machine. No one's used to sleeping with a big mask on their face or having pressure blown in. So that's usually the main obstacle to overcome is to getting used to breathing with the machine, getting used to the pressure, making sure you have a comfortable mask on. Um, And then after that, you just get so used to it and you see the benefits of wearing it where you're feeling more energized and not wanting to take naps and sleep throughout the day. And so then it becomes just second nature and you just put it on and go to sleep. 
So if it's not treated, are there some long-term effects of sleep apnea? And really, we're learning more and more about lack of sleep and things like obesity and heart disease. And if someone has sleep apnea, what are some of the effects if they don't get it treated? Um, If sleep apnea is not treated, um, then you'll notice the short-term effects are you're being sleepy, um, falling asleep while you're driving, and just not feeling good yourself. But over time, as that um, you keep going untreated without sleep apnea, it increases your risk for heart disease, increases your risk for stroke. A lot of people will develop high blood pressure. Um, you can have a heart attack. It's very common that you'll develop diabetes. Um, so there's a lot of long-term effects um, for your whole health. Untreated sleep apnea affects your whole health, not just you not sleeping well. So then wrap it up for us, Lindsay. Give us your best advice as a respiratory therapist and what you want people to know about getting a good quality night's sleep and getting their sleep apnea diagnosed and then really adhering to whatever treatment is prescribed. Uh, The best advice I can give is that if you are feeling tired or notice you're feeling um, feeling like you're not getting a good night's sleep or falling asleep while you're driving, um, really go see your doctor. That is the first step is just talking with your doctor, letting him know what's going on so that you can be diagnosed um, with sleep apnea and start that treatment. Um, There's no harm in it as technology is getting better and better. There's lots of things out there to help treat your sleep apnea. Um, There's more comfortable masks that are smaller, not as big and bulky. As I said earlier, the machines are smaller and easier to manage as well as we have the travel stuff. So it's not this big old machine and horrible thing that will not make you sleep. Um, It's really actually really good for your health and as more technology and more um, studies have come out on sleep apnea. It affects your whole health, as I said, not just not having a good sleep. So definitely, if you're not feeling good, please go see the doctor and let them know you're feeling tired. Or if your bed partner knows you're snoring or witness apneas, go see the doctor. Let them know so that they you can start treatment right away. Thank you so much, Lindsay, for being with us today. You're listening to Your Health Matters with Meritus Health. For more information, please visit MeritusHealth.com. That's MeritusHealth.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for tuning in.